0: Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Dawn Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you tonight with exceedingly abundantly and overflowing joy. Tonight's message Ask, Seek, and Knock. When I was a young teenager, I remember asking my father if I could have a telephone in my bedroom. I was so excited not to have to share a bedroom any longer with my sister. But my father said, no. Was I disappointed? Absolutely. But I kept on asking. We no longer had the private operator that we spoke to or the dial-by-finger, what was called a rotary phone, but a touch-tone keypad that was the new rage. All my friends had their own telephone, even a television in their room. I tried for a television in my bedroom, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. Right before my senior year, I asked again for a touchtone Princess phone, which the Bell System introduced in 1959. It was a compact telephone designed for convenient use in the bedroom and contained a light-up dial for use as a nightlight. My father finally gave in. And I got my pink princess phone. I was never mad at my father for not allowing me to have a phone when I first asked, and asked again, and asked again. It was okay. It wasn't the end of the world not to have a phone in my bedroom. But it was a sweet delight when it finally graced my nightstand. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, Jesus says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you, who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? I bet many of you can relate to my story, where your earthly father denied your request. Keys to the car. May I stay out just a little later? Whatever the request, the desire for a special purchase, a bicycle, a baby doll, and you were disappointed when the answer was no. And Jesus even understands earthly fathers and how they treat their children by saying when a child asks, asks for bread, their earthly father doesn't hand them something ridiculous like a stone. gives the child bread if earthly fathers give good gifts to their children and earthly fathers are capable of being evil and carnal how much more does our heavenly father desire to give good things to us who ask him well let's look at each of these actions separately john chapter 15 is about the true vine, Jesus, and that we as Christians are to be connected to that vine and stay connected to that vine, the life giver. Jesus says in John fifteen seven, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Jesus said the Father is glorified, when he fulfills your desire and that you bear much fruit because of it. We can see that for this to happen, our desires have to line up with his desires and they are spiritual desires, not earthly carnal desires, because through filling, fulfilling our desires, spiritual fruit is going to be evident. So, does that mean we can't ask for a physical need? A house, a car, or food on the table? Heavens no. Of course the Lord knows what we have need of. He's just waiting for us to ask him. But you see Christians read John 15:7 and they think, "Oh, whatever I want, I'll get." But not according to that scripture, but according to Matthew 7, 7-11, yes, these scriptures are referring to our earthly needs. We all have different needs at different times. So we can approach our Heavenly Father for our earthly needs, and when we are abiding in Him and He in us, we can then ask for spiritual desires, such as the salvation of our loved ones, The deliverance of a son or a daughter from drugs or alcohol. The restoration of a relationship that needs mended. Forgiveness towards someone who has deeply hurt or betrayed us. When we come to God with an earthly need, we can come because we are His child, simply because we are His child, and that's a big deal. Romans 8, 14-17 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ You see, it's important to remember we are sons and daughters of God because we received the spirit of adoption. In ancient Rome, an adopted son would possess all the rights of a son born into the family. Christians have been adopted into God's family, receiving an eternal inheritance. Huiafesia. The Greek word for adoption is derived from the Greek word "huios," meaning son, and from the Greek word thesis, meaning placement. It is a legal term that, in this context, indicates that believers have been given the full privileges of sonship in God's family. Now, that's important. That's important for you to grasp. Because we've been adopted into God's family, we have been given full privileges of sonship in God's family. Concurrent with this placement into sonship, God places the spirit of his son into our hearts so that we become, in effect, his natural-born children. You know, that is such a revelation to me. That is, like, so exciting to, to know that. And as such, you see, we are not just adopted in the sense that the word now conveys, but genuinely begotten by God. So when you and I think, typically think of the word adopted know, what comes to our mind. We think of a family that may not be able to have children, so they adopt a child or they adopt a baby. And yes, that child typically has all the privileges of uh, a biological child, but sometimes these children never feel all the privilege. They don't feel sometimes like they are the same as a biological child. But in God's perspective and in his kingdom, it's like we're natural children. We were, we were actually begotten by God. We were born of God. God makes children of men into children of God. Just the reverse of what happened to Christ when the Son of God became the Son of Man. Does that make sense? I hope you're getting this because this is a wonderful revelation of who we are in Christ, and it is important that you really understand that you are like a natural-born son or daughter to God the Father. That's why we can come boldly to the throne of grace, Hebrews 4.16, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We can come and ask our Heavenly Father without hesitation, without reservation. We don't have to be shy and say, oh, I don't deserve to come boldly. Because if you say that, you really negate his promise that you are a son or a daughter and that you've been adopted into the family of God. So we come boldly to the throne of grace without a bit of hesitation, without any reservation. The word boldly is rendered confidence. And we as believers can and should courageously approach God in prayer because he is a throne of grace. And as our high priest seated at the father's right hand interceding for us, So we can come to that throne of grace with great confidence, with great courage. We can approach God in prayer in this uh, manner and this attitude because of our right standing with Christ and because we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So we've looked at the word ask. Now we want to look at the word seek. Hebrews 11.6 says this, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yes, he is a rewarder of those who conscientiously seek him. My question to you Are you determined to seek him? Determined. Are you making a conscious effort to seek him? You see, there is a reward from heaven. If you seek him, you will be rewarded with him, with Jesus. He's the reward. As you diligently seek him, you will find him. Listen to what Proverbs 8:17 says. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. So we can see from these two scriptures, the one in Hebrews 11:6 and Proverbs 8:17, that there is a an act, a purposeful act of seeking the Lord. And it's not just a, oh gosh, I guess today I can seek the Lord. No, it's a diligent seeking. It's a purposeful, conscientious seeking of the Lord. It's when you diligently seek him that you get the reward. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says this, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. So it's a matter of the heart. It's a heart issue. Oh, as you know, I've said this so many times, it's always a heart issue. So what is your heart motivated to do? Is your heart motivated to seek him and search for him? And, you know, with all of, all of your heart all of your soul, all of your strength? Well, if you search for him with all of your heart, he says, you'll find him. Psalm 3410 says, The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So there's another reward for us. We will not lack any good thing when we are seeking after him. This is very encouraging. Psalm twenty seven four says and this is one of my this is one of my favorite scriptures. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Intimacy, intimacy, intimacy. We can behold his beauty when we desire to know him and we seek him with all of our heart. See, the psalmist says one thing, not a whole list of 10 or 20 things, one thing I have desired of the Lord. There's only one thing I desire of this Lord, and that's what I'm going to seek, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple and that I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now that that shows the fervor, the intense desire to know the Lord. Psalm 63, 1. O oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. You can almost picture in your mind a person in the desert on their hands and knees, and they're just, their tongue is hanging out. They are dry, 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 and thirsty. And they are looking for water wherever they can find it. When you and I are physically thirsty, I get thirsty when I work out in my garden on an 80-degree day. I get really thirsty. Well, when we're thirsty, what do we do? We go looking for a water fountain or a bottle of water. And we want a drink because we're dehydrated. Well, you can be spiritually dehydrated. And you can be so spiritually dry and dehydrated that you need a spiritual drink from Jesus. Jesus said, I am the living water. And whoever drinks of this water will never thirst. When we seek the living water in our time of spiritual thirst, Jesus said that the water that he gives us will become in us a fountain of water springing up into everlasting light, life. And that comes from John chapter 4, verses 10 through 14. So again, you, you, you have that visual that when you have spiritual thirst relieved by living water, Jesus, all of a sudden each of us become a fountain of water. You know, it's almost like Old Faithful. And I, I've seen Old Faithful so many times. And every time I've seen it, I never get bored of watching that thing just come up out of the ground, just spring up out of the ground. It's grand, it's majestic. Well, that's what the Lord says happens to us. It's like we've got old faithful sitting us. He says we become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So just think, hey, I've got old faithful living in me. All right. Psalm 119 verse 2. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. Psalm 119.45 And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. And you see that the psalmist uses the word testimonies, uses the word precepts, and it all means God's word. So if we were to reread that, blessed are those who keep his word, who seek him with the whole heart, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek your word. In other words precepts are, you know, the, the statutes, the the moral laws of God's word. Psalm 105, verse 3, says this. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Psalm 105, verse 4 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. I hope you understand the incredible benefits of seeking the Lord. We are blessed when we seek the Lord. We are strengthened when we seek the Lord. We get to walk in freedom when we seek His precepts. That's His ways of doing things. You see, Scripture gives us our boundaries, which causes us to prosper. But when we walk outside those boundaries, it doesn't go well for us. The benefits of seeking the Lord are truly overwhelming. So as Christians, we ask, knowing that we have the privilege to ask. When we seek the Lord, and not riches and monetary gain or fame, but seek the mighty one of Israel, then we are graced with favor, blessing, joy, strength, and freedom. Folks, it doesn't get any better than that. Our deepest desire should be to seek him. Remember, the psalmist said, one thing I desire of the Lord. Matthew writes in chapter 6:33, Jesus words. He says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you." He's a god of addition, not subtraction. So, when we seek the kingdom Of God and his righteousness first, then all those needs, all those earthly needs and physical needs that we have when we come boldly to him, they get taken care of because we've made him first. We've made him the priority. And lastly, Matthew 7, 7 through 11 says and to him who knocks it will be opened if we knock on the door of heaven it will be opened to us this last part of the scripture implies that we just keep on knocking and you see each of these commands ask seek knock if you look at their the tense at which they are written in, in the Greek, it's written to say, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. So this last part about knocking implies that we just keep on knocking, we keep pursuing the ways and plans of God, We keep knocking until that door opens. We just keep knocking till it opens. If we knock on a specific door, say there's a specific job opportunity that you're looking for, and that door doesn't open. Well, God kept it closed for a reason. So don't get all bent out of shape over it. In fact, rejoice that he shut that door because that means that would have been a bad place for you to be. So we just go, and we knock on the next door until the Lord chooses the right door for us, and suddenly that door will open. You may have struggled with the desire to quit and give up. No, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. It can feel very frustrating and tiring, Don't let the enemy have the last word. We walk by faith, not by sight. We have his promises. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You see, this is not a time to throw up your hands in defeat. It's a time to persevere and stand strong. Remember, the Lord is with you. The Lord is in you, and the Lord is for you. Ask, seek, and knock. A wonderful surprise is waiting for you. Amen. I hope that encouraged you. I hope that you will not turn back in defeat, but you'll keep on asking, seeking, and knocking. Hallelujah. Well, this is Dawn Noble. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast. Again, you can download the iHeartRadio app and go to Pure Heart Ministries um, podcast and listen 24-7. And, of course, I always want you to email me. I'm going to bug you. Honestly, I am. Email me, all lowercase I I said it wrong last week, by the way. All lowercase letters, Dawn, D-A-W-N, at pureheart.today. Last week I said Dawn dot. No, it's D-A-W-N at pureheart.today. Keep on praying for me. Keep on praying for this ministry. It's important that we get the Word of God out on the airwaves So, I need your financial support. Would you please consider sending a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. Well, this is Don Noble. I look forward to being with you again next week. Shalom, shalom, peace be unto you.